Hello, hello! Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Now, listen, listeners, if you have not done so, please take a moment, follow us, subscribe to us, tweet us at us on Twitter and Instagram. At Cinephile Attack. We want to connect with you. We want to hear what movies you want to hear us duke out on the podcast. We want to hear what you love, what you hate. Do you have a bone to pick with one of us? Let's connect. We're available anywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a rate and a review. It helps us out so much and it helps our community grow. Um, We love you and we just want to keep doing what we do. Thank you all so much. How are we all doing today? Doing good, doing great. Doing good. What are we watching? What have we seen lately? I finally watched Sonic the Hedgehog, one of (gasps) 2020's highest grossing movies. For good reason. It fucking goes. It's so much fun. It's the most fun. It's a good time. Super exciting. They're filming the sequel. The US government leaked the plot of the sequel. It's going to be a good fucking time. Can't wait. It's true what I just said, by the way. Somehow the U.S. Patent Office accidentally released the plot to Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> Guess they don't always fail us, huh? It was. It, I also finally watched News of the World. Also great. It's Tom Hanks. But Sonic the Hedgehog was fucking delightful. We watched Army of the Dead on Netflix. Ooh. So good. This is the new Zack Snyder zombie movie. Mel, you think it's good, Rashawn? I think it's really fun. I had a blast. Because I'm only seeing terrible things on Twitter. And I know. I know I just surround myself with terrible Twitter people on Twitter. Well, as we know on this, on this show, you know, my opinion is very popular <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, I can see why people possibly don't like it. But I went to, I had no intentions of watching this. I literally just sat down where Sean's like, has it on. And I was like, oh, I'm into this. So I went in with no expectations. So I feel like maybe those people had sort of expectations and they're like, this is not what I fucking came here for. It's a zombie yeah. movie. What the fuck else do you want? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good time. Full of, it's Zack Snyder to the max. And it, right. I don't know, it just made me happy that he was kind of uninhibited and he got to make a movie he wanted to make at Netflix. It has all of his trademark Zack Snyderisms. But I don't, know. I don't know. I had a really good time. It was it was fun. Team Tig till I die. Also, she's so good too. <laughs> she's fun. Yeah, the cast is just really fun and and yeah, like Mel said, it's a zombie movie. That's how he got his start. So before he even touched a single comic property, I don't know. Had a blast. Rashawn. Yes, ma'am. Did you watch Woman in the Window? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're teeing me up for because I said something in the group chat. I enjoyed myself is what I said, and I also said the book was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I dug it fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I read the book and then passed it on to Rashawn. And just like our taste in movies, our taste in books apparently don't line up very well either. Um <laughs> Because I rather enjoyed the book, and I thought it had a really good twist in it. And I've been waiting, waiting, waiting so long for this movie. It's Amy Adams in a book-to-movie adaptation. What could go wrong, right? Listen. A lot, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it's worth a watch. Lower your expectations. I think we all got so spoiled by Gone Girl. And that book-to-movie adaptation and that experience and nothing has lived up to that. 
as far as like book to movie ratio for me personally since then. And this doesn't either. But I like I enjoyed parts of it. And I think it's if you liked the book, it's worth watching for sure. And Mella, you didn't read the book, but you watched it too, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have the same kind of feeling that you guys do is I watched it and I was like, this has everything it needs to be good. You know? Yeah. Amy Adams, Julianne Moore, Gary Oldman. Like it's set up quite good. But I kind of left with blue balls. Like I was just like, nah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said nothing has been able to touch the book to movie adaptation since Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. Paddington would like a word. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to out myself to all of our listeners. I have not seen either Paddington. I have not either. Whoa, buddy. I know. Let's, I know. Have a watch par- Let's do a live watch party. Okay, that would be really fun. That's oh. so cute. Because ain't no way we're bringing it on the pod. <laughs> Two most well-reviewed movies of all time. <laughs> Beating out what was it? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Lacey, it's foolproof. You're going to love it. It's a Paddington episode now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not. I am so freaking excited for today. What are we fighting about? Lacey. My love. My wife. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on to that. (laughs) (laughs) I watched not one. But two movies for this week. Our first ever double feature, Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yeah! <laughs> Every girl has a dream. I want the perfect wedding, and I want my father to give me away. Look at my baby, your whole life ahead of Every family. I read Mom's diary. Has a secret. And I have three possible fathers. Oh. My. God. Every wedding. Which one did you invite? Has a few surprises. I was cheated by you. I'm Bill. And I think you know when. The world is wide. So I want to make some memories. Can I help? Look at me now. She's missing her man. Which one? We only just met. And you're not that kind of girl? Absolutely not. Usually. Let's get the party started. Grandma, you weren't invited. That's the best kind of party, little girl. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm just so happy. Mamma Mia is a 2008 musical comedy starring Amanda Seyfried, Meryl Streep, Stellan Skarsgård, Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, Julie Walters, Christine Baranski, and so many more. Mamma Mia 1 follows the story of Sophie, played by Amanda Seyfried, who is getting married to her fiance Sky, played by Dominic Cooper, and Sophie is the daughter of Meryl Streep, who never told her who her father was. Sophie finds a diary that indicates there are three possible fathers for her, so Sophie invites all three fathers to her wedding in the hopes to discover who her real father is. Now, Mamma Mia, here we go again, is a 2018 musical comedy romance starring all of the same cast, but including Andy Garcia, Lily James, Alexa Davies, Jessica Keenan Wynn, Hugh Skinner, Josh Dillon, Jeremy Irvine, and my queen, my personal icon, who I love almost as much as I love my mother, Cher, as Sophie's grandma. Snap out of it. (laughs) Mama Mia, here we go again, finds us back on the Greek Isle with Sophie, who has lost her mother as Sophie is setting up for this big 
opening party and missing her mother, we get these wonderful, sweet little flashbacks to the time when Donna first came to this Greek isle. And we meet Donna with all three of her suitors, Harry, Bill, and Sam. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Mama Mia came out in 2008 when I graduated from high school. And I saw this movie with my mom in theaters. And I still can't listen to Slipping Through My Fingers without crying my eyes out. (laughs) This movie is so campy. It is so big and loud and boisterous and silly and sweet. And Mamma Mia, here we go again, is the exact same thing. It is silly and sweet and funny and the music is fun. It's so fun. It's so heartfelt. It's all music by ABBA. I had, I don't know. I had a really hard time deciding between which movie to bring to the podcast because I love them both. Um, so thank you all for signing up and doing our first double feature to talk about both of them. Let's get into it. Who wants to start? I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I actually had never seen either of these before. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with the musical Mamma Mia and the music and the songs of ABBA. And you're correct. This might be the campiest movie slash movies we've ever watched for the podcast, even more so than Rashawn's pieces, which is says, the king of... says a lot. Yeah, coming from the king of camp. There is also no denying how much fun these actors are having while filming these seeps through every frame of this movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. On both of them. there. I mean, didn't she say Amanda Seyfried said on Colbert that she'd do, what, eight more? She said she would keep doing them as long as they let her. Colin Firth said Mamma Mia is his favorite movie he's ever done. It's so clear how much fun they're having on these. I mean, obviously getting paid to fly out to Greece and dance around to ABBA songs. Like, Dream job. I don't know if I think they're good movies or not. I don't even know if I if I actually like them or not. But through both of them, I had a smile on my face the whole time. <laughs> so I guess ultimately I walked away with a positive experience. There were times where I rolled my eyes and I guffawed. If I had to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I would give it a thumbs up. Oh, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. That is so surprising. It's very sweet. Everyone else, bring my heart. Bring it on. Let's go. Um, I also saw this movie when it came out in theaters. And me and my friend at the time were fucking bumping the soundtrack. Like, holy shit. It was this and Hairspray were on a constant loop. The soundtrack mm-hmm. went platinum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, it's just so fun. It can totally make a bad day good. Um, so when you said that you're going to bring this to the pod, I was excited because I hadn't seen it in so long, but I had seen it a lot back then, but then I watched it again and this isn't good. This isn't good. I don't, I didn't like it. Oh my God. (laughs) Both, both, both baby. There's no reason for a second one. Here we go again. No, we don't. We're not going anywhere. We're going to the exact same movie. So I had seen, obviously, the first one. The second one, I had started it, fell asleep, and then that's as far as I went. So when you brought it, when you said we're going to do a double feature, I was like, okay, finally my time to watch it again. And I just don't understand why we needed a second one. Because ABBA, first of all. Okay, it's fun. We know why, because money. And because I feel like this, the second movie is truly made for the fans and no one else. 100%. Because ABBA, I'm sorry, ABBA, but the music of ABBA is fucking trash. (gasps) (laughs) I'm sorry. It is. It's so corny. It sounds like a polyphonic ringtone or whatever those are called. (laughs) It's just like not good. So I give such kudos to a movie that can make these songs cool. But the music of ABBA? 
cornaceous. <laughs> it's so bad. So when we have a second movie and they're replaying the same songs, I'm like, why the fuck are we doing this again? Why, why are we here on the aisle one more time? I don't understand. That's that's the tea that, that right now. I shouldn't have gone first. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay, Rashawn. <laughs> hey, Lace. Pile it on. I've seen Mamma Mia. I've seen Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I don't to try me because I'll come back to you. I've seen Mamma Mia on, on stage. One of the most fun experiences I've had in the theater. So I think, surprisingly, maybe to you and to me right now, I think I fall somewhere in the middle of Josh and Mel. And I split myself with the two movies. I have a blast with Mamma Mia. And then I'm like rolling over to Mel's side when we get to Here We Go Again. Oh, my God. It is... It is It is not good, my dear. <laughs> Yes, it is. But, 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 and, and there was a whole, the whole thing about camp. I think actually, even if I'm the king of camp, I think Mel brought the campiest movie to the podcast and that's Hairspray. I don't, I would not. I think, I think this is campier than Hairspray. I think this is more earnest, but I don't, I don't feel camp, but that might be because of the ABBA, you know, feels what Carmilla calls coronations. <laughs> it just feels campy, but I think everything that they're doing and the way the films are presented are pretty straight, straightforward and just emotionally honest. And yeah, maybe that all, feels campy, but I, Greek, I wouldn't call this a campy movie. A Greek chorus emerging from the sea is sure earnest. <laughs> it is. Because, I mean, they're just, they're, they're, that's just ABBA. So I'm not saying there's no camp at all, but I think Hairspray would, would top this a little bit. Um, said all that to say a long story to long story to whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I would say like A plus and then like solid F D minus. <gasps> oh my God. Damn. That just hurts me. But I would. I was never. I never had a bad time. Right. And it goes back to liking a movie that's not great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I. I understand why you love it. Doesn't make it good. <laughs> but you had a good time with Mama Mia when you <laughs> made me go again. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I was born in Greece and I didn't want to go back. <laughs> So let's I'm get into curi- it. Let's I'm go. curious myself. Sorry, Lacey, I know you're hosting, but I'm curious. Wh- as a first-time viewer of both, the first and second seemed almost identical to me in yes. terms of... So, well, Nella hates both. Okay. This mainly is for Rashawn. What's, okay. what, what happens between one and two? I just... Okay, here's the biggest thing, which is probably going to be written off as it doesn't matter. And if you tell me that, I won't fight you. That's totally fine. The first number in Mamma Mia is Honey Honey mm-hmm. after after I Have a Dream. But Honey Honey is Sophie kind of opening the diary, telling the story of how she met all three of them. And then Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again makes absolutely no sense logistically with what she reads in that diary. None at all. That's the comment I made. No sense. Watching these movies back to back does Mamma Mia Here We Go Again a big disservice. They took some creative liberties. They see the Statue of Liberty. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) They they said fuck it, which is totally fine. But (laughs) don't make Lily James Donna. Just make it a story. Right. They jumbled, they jumbled the diary order of men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's in the in Honey Honey. She meets Sam first, and then when her heart's broken, she meets Harry and then Bill. That's but what I Mama told you Mia, this morning, Lacey. You remember? Mama yes, Mia, I here remember. we go again. She meets Harry first. Harry, and Bill, they, and, and they then have a one night stand. Mm-hmm. It's it's which 
you can probably say to me, and I'll agree with you, we didn't come to Mamma Mia for the plot. We came for the songs. But if you're going to base that on the diary, you lose me a little bit. Okay. Okay. Fair. They changed things up, and here we go again, and jumbled it. One, they were two different directors. Two, it was ten years later. It's five years in the in the movie. Okay, okay, but in reality, it was ten years later. Which I'm gonna get all my nobody. Nobody has some information in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's coming with a pen and paper to Mamma Mia, except for you three fools. Then don't try to give me the Godfather Part Two. Just put some white people on Greece and let them sing Apple songs. <laughs> That's literally but, what they did, and we I don't we don't t- like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious why they didn't just make it the 10 because that would have made Sophie 30, well, which is a perfectly appropriate age to get pregnant. It it makes it more sad because she's been building this hotel now and a, a makeover as big as that hotel got takes a few years. So right. it kind of implies that, that Donna died almost immediately after the events of Mamma Mia one. Mm-hmm. But they say that she died. It's, she's only been dead for a year. A year. Then I guess maybe they've been working on the hotel together, and 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 Sophie's just finishing it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, I, I yeah. She and Sam were building but they it together. End, they end Mamma Mia with Sophie and Sky wanting to take off. Mm-hmm. So I the, I don't know. I don't know why I'm parsing through the plot. They do take off. They go. They go to New York. The messaging of these movies is a little weird. Some at some points it feels a little bit anti follow your dreams there's a lot of like you should stay it's you should stay and do what your mom did uh, for a lot of it the messaging was a little weird for me and i get it especially at the end of mom me here we go again the message is family but for a lot of it it was just it felt very anti follow your dreams for some of it i don't know i completely disagree with you are you saying because she has to take over the business essentially at any given moment on either of them, certain characters, whether they're Sophie, whether it's Sky especially, are kind of told or nudged to stop following their dreams or stop doing what they wanted to. When we it was revealed that Sophie is a like professional caliber artist, and Sam is like, you should pursue this, and she's like, no. When Sky, we hear all this talk about Sky wanting to be this like New York hotel businessman and how he wants to go to New York and learn, and he's getting this job offer, and it's what he's wanted. No, I think that this movie is about a mother daughter relationship, and Mama Mia, here we go again, is about a mother daughter relationship, and it's about the loyalties that a daughter feels towards her mother and the loyalties that a mother feels towards her daughter while they are still being two separate individual people and trying to figure out their own individual wants, desires, etc. I guess that's what it is, is it ended with Sophie, Mamma Mia 1 ended with Sophie becoming like, no, Donna's like, you don't have to follow in my footsteps, go be your own person. And then Mamma Mia, here we go again. And maybe that's what Sophie wanted, but Mamma Mia, here we go again, cemented that Sophie was just Donna. I don't think so. I think finishing the hotel doesn't mean that they're there and rooted forever. I I view it as Donna's dying wish. You know, Mm -hmm. I've gotten it this far. Sam is there. Sam and Donna have been building this and working on it together for the last four years. They have a general manager now, too. Yeah. It's Sophie trying to do right by... her mother's wants and wishes, mm-hmm. which I don't think there's anything wrong with, with that. I think all of that, I think all of that makes no sense. And I think they're just there to sing more ABBA songs, which is fine. How but I don't, don't I see that it's a mother-daughter story. Both, both movies? Both of them? Both of no, them I'm, are oh, mother-daughter okay. stories. Yes. One hardcore yes and it's clear and it's emotional and it it lands number two is just let's sing some more abba i'm so sorry like it's just you guys the last 20 minutes of the movie is about sophie now becoming a mother we could have did that in number one 
honestly. We didn't honestly, have time. We have plenty of time. It's only barely an hour and a half. No, a she has to go off in search of her dreams. We don't have time to have a, get pregnant and have a baby at the end of one. And then we don't see her uh, follow her dreams and she's back on the island. Okay. <laughs> her baby becomes her, her dream. She literally has an entire song and ode about it. Here's the thing. I don't I don't get anything as lovely as they are and as great as Lily James is. I don't get anything from those flashbacks that I don't get from Mamma Mia 1. They're just there because there's more space to sing ABBA. They're there <laughs> because the actors are phenomenal and the music I said that. I just is said that. great. And we are having a good time. That's Lisa, it. The best numbers in those flashbacks are songs that we heard in 2008. Okay. The reprise of Mamma Mia, the whole Dancing Queen sequence is so fun and so well done. Mm-hmm. We heard that. Like, here we go again. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? But you said they're good. They're good, but they don't justify a whole movie. Yes, they do. <laughs> I would like to talk about something positive. Okay. okay. Dare I say the best part of both movies, in my humble opinion. There's nothing humble about this movie. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, that's usually backed up by the masses. A one Ms. Steen Baranski. Flawless. And Julie Walters, honestly. Flawless. Where's that spinoff? You know what? If we're doing a sequel, let me follow Tanya. Let me follow Tanya for a while. I couldn't wait for her and Julie Walters to get back on screen. I had the most fun with them the whole movie. They were so gay, and both their young versions of them were so good too. Especially Jessica Keenan Wynn. Rashawn and Mel, you're making faces. Fucking I'm, say I'm something gonna say, then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do say something uh, then. A little moment of, I have a dig with a wing because <laughs> it's time. Make her a jingle, Rashawn. It is time for Mella's dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? And you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. Turn the wigs around. I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig. Baby. <laughs> but it's a wig. This wig, mama. Baby. <laughs> this has been Carmela's dig at a wig. Mama Mia, here we go again. <laughs> I do agree that the actresses playing young Tanya and young Rosie are perfect. They're great casting. Why the fuck are they wearing the same wigs as them as older characters? That is so fucking strange to me. It's it's a trope that movies do, like like comedies and musicals, that I fucking hate. It's like we know we're watching the sequel. No one's coming into Mamma Mia, here we go again for like and not have seen the first one. We're not starting at here we go again. So when we're seeing these characters do the exact same entrance with Lily James as they did with Meryl Streep. We fucking know who they are. She doesn't need a 40-year-old fucking bob. Like, she looks old already. It's almost a disservice to the actresses. Like, yes. they don't they don't trust them to portray the characters, so we just got... It's like, no, I know exactly who they are. That's I'm, not the movie's fault, though. That's the movie industry's fault. Well, then, yeah. F- fuck. Yeah. No, nah, it can be the I, movie's I fault. I think it's... <laughs> them yeah no. I think the industry like at just... large is targeting wigs what are you talking just about? Said... it's targeting mel's wig mela just said it's a trope that we get through cinema all the time a younger version of a character just has the same haircut because that's the only way we can differentiate that's if not they're... on mama mia that's not their problem that's a that's a whole cinema problem not to get too righteous, but it only happens with women, too. You didn't see it with the three dudes right. at all. Because those three dudes did not grow up to be those three men. At all. <laughs> yes, uh, I think, Col- I think the Colin Firth so one is pretty good. good. That's, a false, that's a false statement. You, I can see the Colin Firth one. Are you sh- even Colin Firth? Even Colin Firth. 
I'm not, and I'm not talking about level of attractiveness or at all. Those are just again. I'm sorry. Let's go back to now and then. Those are those are six different people. <laughs> <laughs> They're all all six of them are great. Yeah, all six of them are good. Great voices. I love all three of the young actors. I think they grow up to be some other people, though. That's all I'm gonna say. I think I think the actors do such a good job, though. Like Hugh Skinner and Josh Dillon, especially as young Harry and young Bill, have such a, a cadence and a timbre to their impressions of what mm-hmm. Colin Firth and I. There's Stealth too Firth. many scars guards for me to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously Colin Firth is pretty easy to especially a a heightened manic Colin Firth is pretty easy to mimic and again you can whatever you want to say about who they are who they end up being I think the guy who played young Bill Stellan Skarsgård is a very specific rhythm to the way he speaks and I think the guy who plays young Bill kind of found that and I I was impressed by him more than almost any of the other ones Jeremy Irvine I think is the least likely young Sam I think there's the thinnest connection between young and adult Sam. Yeah. But I think the guy who played young Bill, if nothing else, was able to capture it as an impression really well. You want a digitally de-aged Skellen Skarsgård? No, I'm letting it go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but he does have six kids, so and they're all boys. So <laughs> you could have <laughs> picked fucking one of them. You could have picked one of the six. Jesus, um, <laughs> But all I'm saying is I would have loved to stay in 1979. 100%. And let the whole movie be Lily James. She's just like luminescent. I think Mm -hmm. she's so good. So good. And if we had stayed there, and I know that would take out one of your favorite parts of this movie. She did not need to be there. (gasps) Yeah. I was going to bring that up later, but I guess we're into it now. But if we stay in 79, even the reduxes of all the famous ABBA songs, I would just take it and I would have a great time. You literally diary, said, diary nonsense aside, I would I would buy it and I would you, you literally said at the beginning that we didn't need all of that. We did we already know the story. We don't need it. And now you're but saying if you're you want a whole it, fucking movie of it? B- because I don't think that we get enough time with the three guys to put so much emphasis on those three relationships, which is, which Harry never sets foot on the Island again. Like you read, she read the diary and it's all not true. <laughs> it's like, it's either not true or they were just like, nah. The, yeah. The, the Harry not setting foot on the diary. Cause Harry made a point in the first one we stepped on and it's been so long. Like he, like Colin Firth makes a note that it's been a long time since he set foot on the island. That did. She, she, he doesn't. He doesn't give her the guitar. None of that happens. Okay. So I'm saying. I'm saying. Stay, if we stay in '79, you can have all that happen because we're just with them, and you but- can. Hire me as a fact checker, and I'll read the diary back to them. And, then <laughs> and Sophie doesn't get her like. It's moments. okay. It's okay. We it's don't okay. need the baby. I need the baby. I need the baby. I love that whole final 20-minute sequence. I, I feel like through the first movie, Sophie is really struggling with who she is and what she wants. And she thinks she knows what she wants. She thinks she's making the decisions for herself. But, like, she talks about I I don't know who I am I don't know who my father is like growing up without that was damaging and hard and but then they come and she's like okay I love all three of them I don't need to know which one is which Mm -hmm. I was raised by a really strong woman who raised me to be who I am I need to now take a note from her book and go explore and find myself and I think we still have a lot of that like insecure Sophie in here we go again like we still have that Sophie who's uncertain and not sure and can't commit and we see the juxtaposition between Sophie and young Donna with Lily James who's just like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Greece there's this island I want to go to I think it's really I think it'll be pretty yeah I think I'm just gonna live here forever someone who's that impulsive and that sure of themselves compared to Sophie's questioning 
And what makes Sophie feel sure of herself and her journey and her relationship, finding out she's pregnant and having that connection of like knowing she is bringing life into the world the way her mother brought life into the world. Her mother had to do it alone. She's doing it surrounded by a a whole community of people. It grounds her in a way that we never really got to see in the first movie. Damn. I just heard then her make three. Job. Make three movies. <laughs> no, relax. Oh my God, Rashawn. You know we what? Fine. Make another one. Let's go. Make another one. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking watch it. I told you I had a good time. What happened to Sophie's best friends? I wondered that too. Honestly, I forgot about them. I yeah. forgot about them they from were, movie one. I, they were just used as a tool in one to, to mirror mm-hmm. Tanya and Rosie, I think. Mm-hmm. To dish out a bunch of exposition. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in the show that they cut for the movie. The exposition in Here We Go Again is pretty brutal. Yeah. I Just, mean. You are the hotel manager. I cannot have you going anywhere. You could just start at that movie. I mean, no one should, but you could just start at Here We Go Again because it's the same shit as the first yeah. one. It, that's why I think why it seems so brutal is because they were doing a lot of explaining that exactly like you said is I know she has three dads and and one of them is here and the other one is adventurous and the other like I know right give us a little credit as an audience member and just start in the middle and go you know but that's that's what I was saying in the beginning is I expected there to be a sequel because there's just so many more good ABBA songs. And then there fucking isn't. <laughs> Mela, any chance you and my cousin Nikki had at being friends is completely demolished now. Just I'm, so you know. I'm sorry, Nikki. Maybe you can show me the good ones, but they're not in these movies. There are some good ones. Hold on. Dancing Queen? Sure. Dancing Queen. Uh, are they good uh, songs or are they songs that you've heard a lot? They Why are fun, they good songs. Yeah. Dancing Queen is the only good song. Like I said, I bought to this fucking soundtrack. Mamma Mia is a good song. I know you are over it, but it's a it's a It's jam. a good song, but I'm saying I'm not going to grab my fucking ABBA record and be like, ah, I feel like listening to ABBA. Like, it's not, it's not happening. I'm going to watch the movie <laughs> and I'm listening to this soundtrack, not Dancing Queen by ABBA. Okay. Okay, I'll take that you like the music from the movies, though. I like that. SOS kind of goes, too. Yes, it I don't, does. You know, what, at peep, you know what? I'm here to take a stand for my boy, James Bond. Okay? Let's talk about Pierce! I'm here, I'm here to defend Pierce Brosnan. You don't know why? Because he knows he's not a good singer. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to be. Nope. No, he's not. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> he literally signed on to this movie, not having any idea what it was, what it was about. All he knew was that he would get to go to Greece and that Meryl Streep would be his co-star. And he said, yep, okay, I'll figure it out. And he was told it was a musical and he <laughs> warned them him. and they said it's okay. I, I mean, I'd be fucking on the plane too, shit. And he, <laughs> my man acts. He acts his balls off. <laughs> He doesn't sing very well, and I think he knows it, and I don't think... He doesn't try to hit any notes. If he can get away with speaking and kind of shouting them, he does. I don't care. Talk to me about Russell Crowe all you want. Leave Pierce Brosnan out of it. <laughs> I, I love him. Pick and choose. <laughs> I what do you mean pick him. and choose? Those are two entirely different scenarios. Why? What do you mean why? What's One, different about them? Russell Crowe... No, all respect to Russell Crowe because he's in a rock band that's actually very, very good. He's the okay. singer in it. But he is so clearly watching himself sing. And of course, it was live. So that's another thing, too. That's another. That's Are you talking another. about Russell Crowe and Les Mis? Yeah. Okay. No, Russell Crowe and Gladiator. <laughs> was, a beautiful mind. Like, is he in something else I don't know of? The Pierce Brosnan is not. He doesn't hold a note for longer than a quarter note on purpose. Yeah, I, I don't really care that he can't sing. Like, it's definitely Look, noticeable. None I, don't, of the male... I don't either, but you took a 
I was giant, taking a preemptive stand. stand. I'm going to say it. None of the males in this movie are that good of singers. I think they, I don't, it feels like they only auditioned the women for with singing and they just cast the males based on who they are. Well, I also think most of the male songs are within like a five they're like, note. They're not challenging numbers for the men to sing. There's a song where they literally sing Supapa, Troopapa, the same like a, note. Like a hundred times. You basically made me do that at karaoke. <laughs> They sing that like a hunt that <laughs> I did. I was the backing track for Super Trooper with Lacey's dad. Like a hundred times they say that goddamn phrase in that song. They sure do. He did oh a great God. job. They both did. I feel, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of musicals and everybody knows you sing because that's all you have left, right? Like that's like the whole thing behind musicals. Yeah, the rule is you speak until the emotions become too strong to speak, then you sing. Right. Not in Mamma Mia. That is not the case. <laughs> in a couple of... No, I actually was watching that with that in mind. In Mamma Mia, it happens not so much in Here We Go Again. But in Mamma Mia, that does happen from time to time. Time to time. Like, I feel like Meryl Streep is just... She's Meryl Streep, so she's just so good at anything. But I truly believe it when she's singing. Like, she's just like, I, I'm going to cry, but I'm not going to cry. I'm going to sing. But then here we go again. They're like, fuck it. I'm just going to sing. I got this ABBA song I want to sing. Because I don't that's care what about we're here emotions. for. Yeah. I... That's what we're here for. It's a, I know I have burned all goodwill with the Blake family. Oh, and I'm, we are you not sure going have. for Thanksgiving. You're never I, know I, have. <laughs> I love your daughter. I hope someday you can forgive me. <laughs> but I'm going to come to your defense. I think. In a when you sign up for a jukebox musical, that's just what you're gonna get. You're gonna come to a show that has to shoehorn every single song from this particular band or person into the plot. And if we gotta sing, we just gotta sing. I am gonna side again with Mel and say that I don't love Abba's music. Oh my god, you guys, Nikki's gonna be I don't so have, mad. <laughs> I know, but I don't I don't think I was on I don't think I had their support anyways. So <laughs> you can you you'll still be in good graces with the better cousins. Shouts out to Lizzie and Jenny. I I don't think they have an opinion on ABBA, so I think you're still good with them. I'm on shaky ground, I know, but <laughs> you know what? I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. It's a jukebox musical, that's what you come to do. You know that they're just going to shove every single song they can. These songs, some of them you didn't need to shove. That's all I'm going to say. Which ones? I had a great time with every song. In one or Here We Go Again? I don't want you to talk about Here We Go Again. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to the end of Here We Go Again. We started to talk about Cher and then we didn't. Because I'm scared. I think I think we've covered most of the ground we're going to cover with this episode, except for this. Why is she in this movie? <laughs> because she's fucking fabulous. Why I, shouldn't it's she be in ag- this movie? Agreed. Right. I legit was like, was she in Mamma Mia? Does she know the director? Like, I literally just don't understand why. Share. Because mm-hmm. I actually just found this out today. She was offered the role of Tanya for Mamma Mia. Cher was offered the role of Tanya. Which would have... Don't. Just stop talking. Bad. Just... Oh, wait, now um, my mom can't theater? listen to this episode, Josh. Cher is Cher, right? Right. Oscar Cher winner. Li- yes, Cher. Cher is literally the only musical artist to have a number one hit in six different decades. Mm-hmm. That's unarguable. No, nobody's here to pop Cher's balloon at all. However... I don't think she could pull off Tanya. Josh, name one other movie you've seen Sharon. Uh, Mermaids. When did you watch Mermaids with me, ever? I didn't watch it with you. I'm just kidding, I haven't seen Mermaids. (laughs) Yeah, you're a fucking liar! No! (laughs) Name a movie you have seen Sharon. Name anything you have ever seen Cher perform other than this. Perform? I've seen her perform shitloads of times. Okay, acting wise, not much. Yeah, I've, I've, so you I've have no you. step. <laughs> uh, no. <gasps> you have nothing to step on. Can I have to Sean? 
I'm not taking away Cher's Oscar or her 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 accolades. I'm saying she would not be a good Tanya. Her her line delivery and all in the handful of things I've seen her in, mainly TV, is very dry and like monotone. But it works because it's Cher. Tanya is supposed to be this sort of anonymous gold digging bimbo. She's not a bimbo. She is smart as hell. She's a cougar. That's her persona. Like that's she. She's putting that on. That's the whole song. That's the whole thing with her. That's what I'm saying. Oh, with, the number on the beach. I got you. with the worst actor in Mamma Mia. You are bouncing around. Sorry. Get to your I point. <laughs> Cher wouldn't have been a good Tanya. She, I think she would have. I think she would have been a good. Tanya. You think Cher would have been a good Sophie in Sophie's Choice? Listen, Cher. Is that true, Lacey? Played every role in West Side Story. It's on YouTube. She sure did. She sure did. <laughs> Just because I don't know if it. you should be waving that flag proudly. Let's not. Yeah. She was it's a shark. A- she was a shark. <laughs> she was both. What's the shark's whole deal again? I forgot. I haven't seen it in a while. They're Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen this? If you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, Rashawn? I have it's, no idea this existed. It's quite good. She does a one-woman show of West Side Story. Oh, okay. Costumes, set pieces, everything. There's no brown faces there? No. No. Okay. Okay, well, it's probably fun. It's fun. She said Cher has performed every single role in Dreamgirls <laughs> and The Color Purple, and I think <laughs> she's incredible. <laughs> They were this close no. to making an all share reboot of Roots. Okay, <laughs> this close. You guys, our listeners are gonna think I'm racist. You have to cut it out. No, 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 they won't. They won't. No, they no, won't. They won't. Oh. I think the only thing that could have made Parasite more iconic. Okay, here's the deal. Cher is iconic. She will outlive us all. It's great. They built... (laughs) They created a whole character just so she could sing Fernando. Yes! And she fucking killed it. That slow step walk down the stairs as she's singing each note to him. Oh my god. Glitter in my veins now. Kills it. I agree with you. Kills it. She's also more impressive because she's supposed to be dead. <laughs> Don't talk about it! I didn't. <laughs> she's not it. alive in this. Donna's movie. mother is dead. Well, maybe she. You know, I thought about this no. because Meryl says someone up there really has it out for me. Maybe it's my mother, the you know evil witch or whatever. They say that in the first movie, and I'm like. Well, maybe she just wishes she was dead. Or she doesn't know because they don't talk to each other. She might be dead. You are know. very call call Lacey, that was a stretch. Call Lacey uh, Simone the Brain Biles because she's doing some mental gymnastics, dude. <laughs> I also, I want to, I know he was a very small part in Mamma Mia too, but Andy Garcia is so good. I love his Fernando. I love their chemistry together. And if I remember correctly, Cher handpicked him for the part because Ooh. she wanted to work with him and wanted to do her scenes with him. He's great. Yeah. I, I mean, look, really it's cool. a great sequence. The movie stops so they can do it. Absolutely. Everyone should stop when Cher starts speaking. <laughs> it's Mama Mia too. Come see Cher. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And we did, and we loved I, it. Look, this is the last thing I'll say, and I kind of side with Rashawn. Is if you're gonna make it a prequel, make it a prequel, or if you're gonna have, if Meryl's gonna be able to show up for a day of shooting, work around it. But like to kill Donna, it, it's clear that they want to make more of these. Maybe they don't want to have to to work around Meryl's schedule. It felt extreme to me. She could have just been somewhere else. Like she literally did not have to be dead. It would have been weird if she was just not there. Not there, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Is make it a full prequel? I thought it. I thought it was a full prequel when I figured they were there for the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it like cued flashback. We're in the past. That's kinda what like, I thought it was going to be too. Kind of like now and then. 
I you liked now and then. Oh, yeah, I liked it. He was also lying. You liar. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I will say I did love the transitions. Mm-hmm. Some of the seamless tra- they were really Yeah, they cool. were very seamless. The cinematography is beautiful in this movie. Hold on, I didn't say all that. I think it's beautiful. I could, I mean, the location scouting is A1 for sure. All right. Now's your chance. Anything we didn't touch on? Any last grievances? I noted to Lacey, I was like, I think Tanya's got the most songs so far out of anyone in the movie. Up until the end when when Meryl does the big number on the on the bridge. Which can I? Uh, that that is. I was. You go, because I. Well, now I'm scared. But uh, Meryl did that song in the booth in one take. She sang it in wow. one take, and one of the members of ABBA said that she was a miracle after hearing her sing it. Go ahead, Rishan. I agree. She's a miracle. I love that scene. That scene is beautiful. That is about as close as I get to emotion from either of these movies. And I think it just all works. They're both, they have great chemistry, her and Pierce. The cinematography is great. <laughs> um, she's performing beautifully. Mm-hmm. It just works. It works. That's that fucking why Meryl scarf. Streep is Meryl Streep. That she hair. just works through the whole thing. She like knows where to hold it so it catches the wind <laughs> throughout the yes. whole song. I love an 11 o'clock number and she just, she knocks it off the park. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the only other thing I'll say is that the Mamma Mia reprise and Here We Go Again, I love. So good. It's so good. Lily James really is a treasure she is just magnetic when she's on screen and she's so pure and honest funny and sweet i love meryl streep and i loved her in the first one but i felt like lily filled that hole for me in the second one i loved her tanya and rosie somehow forgot that they met that's all okay go ahead (laughs) what you mean in the first one they met they met Bill in, in 79, and then they met him for the first time in Mamma Mia. Yes. Oops. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I wanna, I, I'll end on my favorite song, too. In Mamma Mia 1, the whole Dancing Queen sequence had me grinning like a child. It's so cute. I, it thought it was the cutest, most fun. Th- like, I have never seen chorus slash dancers slash mm-hmm. slash extra extras look like they're having as much fun as they did in the dancing queen scene mm-hmm. and then when they do it again it's so much fun whenever when they're meeting on the dock i it's so much fun it's so just fun. so sweet with both the dads showing up to be there and it's just sweet it's sweet and that's the point of these movies my last point you can dislike them my feelings aren't hurt. It's okay. <laughs> you don't, I don't expect anyone to sit down and watch them back to back, which is why I forced you all to do it because I knew <laughs> you would not do it by choice. But they're just meant to be fun. They're not s- cinema, you know, I don't, what am I trying to say? They're not. Prestige. Yeah, they're not, but they're not trying to be. These movies are clearly, ABBA's having a great time. The cast is having a great time. The crew is having a great time. These are popcorn movies for people who like musicals and who like that kind of frivolity. Look, and I, I started this show by bringing Bride of Chucky. I fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think she will listen to this episode, but I just want to give a special shout out to my mama, Cherish Blake, and to my nana, Gail, we cannot watch the last 20 minutes of Here We Go Again without sobbing, the three of us. Um, And I'm just very grateful for our mother-daughter-granddaughter relationship. (laughs) Okay, who wants to- Nella, did you have any grievances? Oh my god. (laughs) No. No. I just want to say shout out to Stellan Stellan Sarsgaard's fat twin brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. I forgot. Yep. Yep. 
Okay. Sorry, Mel. I thought you said something because you hated it so much throughout. So I'm sorry. I cut you off. No. I don't. No, I don't have any grievances. It's just, I said a lot already. <laughs> All right, bitches. Who wants to play a game? Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. You want to do it? Or play with me. Riddle me that. All right. For our game, we're playing our own version of Here We Go Again. I'm going to give you two movies, a movie and its sequel. Your job is to give me the actor from the first movie who did not return for the sequel, for the second movie. Just like Meryl Streep, she kind of returned for the second movie, but in the way that she did not return. Um, so, for example, since we've done this movie on the pod, if I said Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angels 2, you will beep in like Joshua and you will give me the actor and the character name. Joshua. Me. Uh, Bill Murray Basel. That is correct. So that would do be I, two points. Do I get those two points? No, this was an example. Thank you for being class cut for me. Do those rules make sense? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Rashawn, relax. What do you mean? What did I do? I'm just saying you'd be winning every fucking game. Just <laughs> Sorry. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what. No matter Z what. DJ Khaled. <laughs> Another, Another one. one. <laughs> okay. First one up. Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence. Josh. Will Smith. Yep. Can you give me the character name? James. Nope. Anyone have the name for Will Smith's character in Independence Day? He is Captain Steve Hiller. Okay. This is three movies. Oh, shit. So this person was in Halloween and Halloween 2, but did not return for Halloween 4. Rashawn. This is a trick. Can I have two answers? <laughs> no! Pick one! Oh, fuck! I think... I mean, it's gotta be Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Ding, 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 ding! Yes, oh, it's okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. Give me her character name. Lori Strode. Lori Strode. Well done, Rashawn. She did not return for Halloween 4, but she's coming back, right? For two more. Yeah. More like Lori Chode. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Next movie Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Mella. Scarecrow Man. <laughs> no. <Damn it. laughs> no. Mr. Scarecrow. <laughs> he's not in it. Oh, no. Oh, he's yes. in the beginning. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scarecrow. Josh. It's Rachel. Ugh. Fuck. Okay. And now now I'm second guessing myself. I'm mixing them up as to who was who. Who didn't come back? Oh, no. It's all one big movie in my head now. Shit. Uh, I'm just going to... No. Maggie Gyllenhaal. That is incorrect. Yeah, she replaced her. I knew it, dude. Rashawn. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes Katie. originated the role of Rachel. I gave you the point for that, Josh. So right Thank now, you. we're sitting at Rashawn with three, Josh with two. Mella, you got this. Damn it. <laughs> Scarecrow man. <laughs> I was so excited for you. I was talking about. Mr. Not only does he show up again, he shows up in both the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jaws and Jaws 2. Rashawn. Um, Richard Dreyfus. That's correct. Can you give me his character name? I forgot it. I'm sorry. Josh? It's... Yeah, go. Old boy. No. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm deducting a point for that. No! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Acting up. Old boy. 
Richard Dreyfuss's character was named Matt Hooper. Hooper. Um, and he did not return because he didn't want to work on the movie without Steven Spielberg, which oh, I thought was no. interesting. Okay, we have two more. Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2. Roshan, you've never seen these. <laughs> Mella? No. No. no, it's not. She's <laughs> definitely in the second one. Or is she in the third one? I'll just guess. Is it Diane Lane? It is not Diane Lane. I don't know. All right. We giving up? Yeah. Can I guess one more time? Yeah. Is it the bad guy? No. <laughs> it's not Biff. It's the scarecrow. It's scarecrow. It's the fucking scarecrow. Sally <laughs> Murphy is a scarecrow. Um, it was Crispin Glover who played George McFly, his dad. Oh my god. Oh. I was oh. gonna see that. There are cameos in both two and three where you think, oh, that's just Crispin Glover in makeup or that's his dad, you know, in profile or whatever. But he did not return for the movie because he didn't like the message that money and wealth can provide you happiness for the second one. So he didn't want to. Crispin. I know. I I thought that was kind of kind of romantic. Crispy. Don't call him (laughs) Crispy. I would call him Crispy. I mean, come on. Creepy thin man. Okay. Last one. Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. Rashawn. Jodie Foster. That is correct. I just had to do it with more, more. Clarice Sterling. That is correct. Julianne that Moore. That is correct. Okay, I'm not giving you're you're good. You don't need you're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Okay. I got I got Bill Murray at the beginning, so. You know what? I'll give you those two points, Josh. Yes! I'll give you those two. Still don't win, but. Um, 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 I, uh, Iron Man, uh, um, uh, James Rhodes, also known as Rhodey, uh, Terrence Howard. Good job. I'm not giving you points for that. Um, <laughs> so we're ending this out with Josh with four points, Rashawn with six points. And Mella did such a great job. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations, Rashawn. You are the winner of Here We Go Again. Play as much of it as we can without having to pay royalties. Play a clip from Cher and West Side Story. Please don't. (laughs) All right, y'all. Wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that the idea of Mamma Mia, the music and the performances are just fun it's a good time they're fun to listen to they're fun to sing along with if you enjoy the songs you'll bop your way through the movie and find yourself smiling whether or not you're a fan of the movie or not um i think we can all agree that the cast is having the time of their lives and we can tell through their performances that they are having so much fun doing this movie and i don't care what any of you say Cher has glitter in her veins, and I love her. You guys, thank you for watching two movies, even if you didn't fully love it. I love you guys. We now will be watching Cher's rendition of West Side Story. (laughs) Have a good night. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, who can find the quickest connection between Christine Baranski and Jonah Hill. Hmm. Shit. Did not expect Christine to show up. I had to throw you off. Yeah, that was good. I'm just gonna sing while y'all think. Oh my goodness. I, I was think cheated I... by you and you <clears throat> know it. Seriously, someone has to have been in it. I got it. Oh, Jesus Lord. <sighs> Go ahead, Rashawn. <laughs> I think I got it too. But <laughs> Christine Bransky is in Chicago with Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is in Traffic with Benicio Del Toro, mm-hmm. who's in Sicario with Emily Blunt, who is in The Five-Year Engagement with Jason Siegel, 
who's then knocked up with Jonah Hill. Nice. I just knocked up for mine too. Can I? I'm gonna just cut to Into the Woods with Emily Blunt. Oh shit. That's what I was using. Christine Baranski's in Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Should I redo it? Or you take it? No, it's okay. Well, that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts or do your listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack and let us know what you want to hear us fight about on the pod. Connect with us. We want to connect with our community. So add us at CinephileAttack. Or if you just want to show us some love, you can send us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Bella, Josh, and Rashawn. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.